If you want to open to John chapter 1, I'm going to read the next section here about John the Baptist. Starting in 29, John 1, 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. Well, just by way of review, last week we talked about, started just kind of this mini, I guess, biography, maybe one more message, maybe, maybe two, on John the Baptist, what we can learn from his life. And we talked about how, you know, Jesus calls him one of the greatest man born, born among women. That's in Matthew 11. And what does that look like? Well, we talked last week about just two things, knowing who you are and knowing who you're not. And we talked about how they asked him, are you this person, are you that person? Are you the Christ, are you the Elijah, are you the prophet? And he's saying, no, no, no. Well, who are you, they said. He said he's the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And so we just talked about how important it is to know who we're not. Um, He's not the light, he's not the Christ, he's not the prophet. He's just a pointer, and he's there as a witness to point to Jesus, um, to point away from himself to Christ, and just talked about how that applies to our life. And so we spent quite a bit of time on that, and that's all we talked about, basically. And so this week, moving on to this next section, going to kind of build on that. And summary, kind of basically, of the whole thing we're going to talk about is, what can we categorize, or or what can we say about John? And I'm going to Describe them with two words. Neither of them are in the passage, but I think you'll see um, the content there. But I would say humble faithfulness. Humble faithfulness. And basically what we're going to do today is just talk about those two things, humility and faithfulness. And they really build on what we talked about last week, knowing who we are and knowing who we aren't. Um, It starts by knowing that we're not God. And the person that defines our purpose is God. God tells us who we are. God's the one that gives us our purpose. God's the one that gives us our mission. And God's the one that we're ultimately trying to point to. Jesus. Just like John, we're trying to point to Jesus wherever we can. In whatever place he's put us in. And so, humility and then faithfulness. We see that here. uh, His faithfulness to do that. So let's just start by talking about um, humility, just in general. When you hear the word humility, you know, what, what comes to your mind when you think of humility. And I'll tell you what I think a lot of times comes to our mind, and then I'll tell you what I want us to, th- um, to think when we hear the word humility. Okay, most of the time, I think, and you can kind of, if you don't think this is true, you can just shake your head, no, this isn't true. <laughs> uh, but um, I think most of the time when we think humility, we immediately jump man to man, or like horizontal humility. Like when I interact with someone, or someone you're interacting with, 
and you're thinking about humility man to man uh, or the opposite of humility, pride, someone being proud, you know, looking down their nose or something at someone. Uh, that's what I think we normally think of immediately when we think of humility is man to man humility. But what I want us to think is man to God humility. We call that vertical humility, humility before God. And the reason that I, w- I want us to start there is because that's where man to man humility actually builds off of. Man to man humility comes from man to God humility. And we can see that, um, well, I might as well look at the verse here so you can see it for yourself. If you want to jump to Peter, First Peter 5, verse 6, you can kind of see these two categories. You know, the Bible doesn't say the words, you know, man to man humility, but you can kind of see the categories here in this verse, these two verses. 1 Peter 5, chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves. Well, actually, jump, jump back one verse. Um, jump, start in 5, 5. Because then you can really see this connection here. Likewise, you who are younger to be subject to the elders, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. Okay, so there's the man-to-man humility. Humility towards one another. Why? For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. So you see that in this passage, man-to-man humility, humble, hum, being humble before one another, is based on, and the reason for it, the ground for it, is humility before God. Why should we be humble one to another? For... God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So our man-to-man humility flows out of our man-to-God humility, and one is greater than the other. You know, one man-to-man humility doesn't necessarily produce Godward humility, but Godward humility always produces man-to-man humility. And you really see that back in John. Sorry for flipping around so much, but back in John chapter 1, you really see John's man to God, humility. You see that he's humble He's humble before God. And that's the reason he's doing what he's doing. Um, he knows that he's not God. He knows that God is God and that God is greater than him. And so you see that here in verse 30, 130. After me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me. And we t- talked about last week how he j- had just got through saying he's not even worthy to untie his sandal. And that's our stands before God, that we should have humility. We should see that God is God and we're not. Okay, second kind of note, general note on humility here, Godward humility. I'm kind of a visual, like, imagination type person, so whenever I think of things, I think kind of like pictures or things like that. And so I used to pray, like, God, would you please keep me humble? And the picture I had in my mind was like, like a God taking a vase and like smashing it to pieces, which for whatever reason, that's what I thought of. Like, you know, um, like whatever it takes, you know, like make me humble. But the reality is that's not actually a good picture of humility because humility is literally just seeing who you are. That's it. It's not, it's not, um, it's not God smashing you to pieces. It's God just showing you who you've always been. And it might feel like that in the moment, right? It might feel like your whole life's coming to pieces, 
But what happens in that moment is you see, wow, I never really was fully in control. I never really was as, you know, great as I thought. Um, you know what, or it might be something else, but you really realize you're just a person and God is God and you're not in control. And that's what humility is, is literally just seeing who we actually are and, and that we're not God. We're limited in time. We're limited in our talents. We're limited in our existence, right? Think about what he's saying here. And you really see this in John, what he's saying. A man comes after me who ranks before me because he was before me. He's saying one of the, his reasons for humility is literally that God always existed. Before he ever was born, Jesus existed. God existed. And he's saying he, he ranks before me because he was before me. And it's a pretty powerful motivator to humility, if you really think about it. Who knows what should happen here in your life, in the world, in, in it, you know, every situation? Is it the person that just began to exist 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago? Or is it God Almighty who's always existed, right? I mean, we're just like little tiny children compared to God. Like, that doesn't even really compare. Um, it's not even a good comparison because God has always existed. He's God. And so we can humble ourselves before God just because of our finiteness, because of our limitedness, because we're just people and God is God. And he, and that's what John is talking about here. Um, humility is primarily Godward, and then it's just seeing who we are just seeing how limited we are, just seeing how much we don't know, how much we can't do. And our purpose is limited even, right? Like we talked about this last week. There's a lot of things that aren't mine to do, that they're just, they're God's responsibility. He may have given it to somebody else or he may do it directly himself, but I have a very limited amount of influence and time and money and all my resources that I have, understanding, knowledge, attention, in every way, I'm limited, and you know you can imagine it like you know this, you know like a, like a ball right here, and everything outside of that is God's, God's prerogative, God's ability to do, and it, and I have just a tiny, tiny um, responsibility compared to Him, and I need to just leave His, leave His responsibility to Him and trust Him with it. So, humility is I'm just repeating myself, but maybe you'll remember it. Primarily Godward, and then it flows out manward. But also, humility is just seeing who we really are in comparison to God. That God is God and we're not. So let's talk about some maybe some application of that specifically here with John. Well, it's kind of interesting here. We kind of talked about last week how John had this very specific call from God. And you get some insight into that here. Actually, this is the only... Uh, verse that talks about this specifically it's he says in verse 31 i myself did not know him but for this purpose i came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to israel i'm not exactly sure what he meant there um, because elizabeth you know um, was cousins with mary and she knew that jesus was the lord even when he was still in the womb remember when she comes in and rejoices that um, the mother of her lord is there and John, when Jesus comes to be baptized, recognizes Jesus and says, like, you should be baptizing me. So he knew Jesus in some sense. But it seems like what he's saying is here is that he didn't know all the details. 
he didn't know how it all was going to work out. And you kind of get a hint of that later on in the Gospels when he's asking Jesus questions like, I thought you were going to deliver us, and it doesn't look like you're going to do that, and are you the one that's to come, or should we look for another? Like, he's not totally clear on the big picture of everything, of how Jesus' ministry is going to look and, and all that. But what he, there's things he didn't know, and that's what he's saying here. I don't know all the details, but basically there was gaps in his understanding. But what he did know, he obeyed. And that is where this idea of humble faithfulness comes in. He realized God's in control. God has placed me here. God has given me what to do. I don't know all the details. I don't know how this is all going to work out. But God told me to do this, and I'm going to do it. You see that humility there. It has to start with humility. It has to see, like, God is God. I'm going to obey you even when I don't understand all the details surrounding this. I'm just going to obey what I know you said. Humble faithfulness. Humbling himself before God and just being obedient where he is, even though he doesn't know how it's going to work out, even though he doesn't know all the details, but doing exactly what he knows God wants him to do. And so how does that apply to us? Well, we, we want to be like John. We want to be faithful servants. We want to be humble servants. Humility and faithfulness. We want them to characterize our life. And that might mean and will mean that God doesn't have to tell us, and he usually doesn't, all the details of the future. Right? Think about here. He didn't know that he was going to die, uh, seemingly. He didn't know Jesus' ministry. And this kind of pattern is throughout the whole Bible. There's very few people that get kind of this big picture scope of their life. The vast majority of the time it's um, some step right now that they need to obey and they don't know what the next is going to bring. That takes humility, right? Before God, I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to move forward obeying what I know. And that's what John did. That's what Moses did. That's what you know, the saints throughout history did. And we could, do, could talk of a lot of examples uh, from, from the Bible, but that's what we need to do. There's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot that you don't know about the plan for your life, but what you do know, we want to humble ourselves before God and just obey him, be faithful. Obey God with what we do know and what he has asked us to do. And that's kind of similar to what I talked about at the end of last week's message is, what about just writing down who you are, um, who God has asked you to be, and who you're not? And just thinking and praying about that. You know, for many of us, it's like God has asked us to be parents, and that's our primary responsibility. We have to parent our children um, before anything else. We're faithful there. And that means a lot of things. That means for most of us um, going out and getting a job and working to provide so that they can eat, sleep, be warm, have clothes. And that is a huge part of our life, day in and day out. And we can trust the Lord there. With every single piece of that, God, you put me here. This is what it takes. Um, this is where you have me to be. Help me to trust you with the effects and whatever's going to happen and move forward in faithfulness where I'm at. Obey God with what he's asked us to do. It might not be parenting for you. It might be school. It might be something else. But whatever God has asked you to do, um, do it. Be obedient and trust him to be where he's put you. And to do, to, he wants to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish, and that's up to him. But your job is to be humble and be faithful where you are.
it's really, really important. And we kind of talked about this many times, but just believing and knowing like you are where God wanted you to be, that you could have been born at any time. But like Acts says, God allotted the times and boundaries of our dwelling place. And he put you here where you are with the people you know exactly where he wants you. And so we want to obey him and move forward as best as we can. Work as unto the Lord uh, in everything he's given us to do and leave the rest to God. We just obey with what God has asked us to do until we get further orders. I mean, we, God might tell us in the future, just like with John, he does learn more later. And Jesus gives him an answer. But for now, he does what he's been asked to do and moves forward. And so he baptizes Jesus and he sees the spirit descend. And then he knows his next step. Like, oh yeah, this is the one um, for sure. This, that's what God told me. He um, specifically said, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. And it brings us back full circle to his purpose, which was to point to Jesus. Um, the opportunities to point to Jesus were a result of him being faithful where he was and obedient to what God had asked him to do. And we can trust the Lord's going to give us opportunities as we're faithful uh, and obedient and humble where we are before him, that he'll give us opportunities, the opportunities that he wants us to have to be to be lights, to point to Jesus, and to be humble, humble ourselves before him, before God. Now, kind of a bit more of a big picture thought as we think about these things is, I mean, what do you think of when you hear the word great and greatness? Because Jesus said John the Baptist was the greatest man born among women, and Look at the picture here that greatness, I think, in many ways, in God's eyes, is humble faithfulness. Humble faithfulness. It's not necessarily how big an impact you have or how many people notice you or or how much money you make or, you know, how many clicks you get on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. Greatness looks like humble faithfulness where you are. It's pretty amazing, really, to think about it. The thing that comes to my mind here is Matthew 25. Remember the parable of the talents, where some get ten, some get five, and one gets one, and he gave them these different levels of talents. Some of them, you know, one of them got ten back, um, the other one, five, went and traded and got five back, and then one just buried it. Um, One thing that's really pretty amazing is that Jesus says the same thing, to the different levels who were faithful. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. I've set you, you know, I've given you a little, you'll be set up for much. Uh, That wasn't word perfect, but basically. And the thing that's pretty amazing is he commends their faithfulness. And he commends it exactly the same based on what they were given. So some had more, some had less, but they got the exact same commendation. Well done, good and faithful servant. So think about that. I mean, think about your life, whatever you've been given, wherever you're at, wherever God wants you, all the things that you know, he's been giving you, whether that's time, money, influence, uh, giftings, all those different things. 
That's your responsibility. And if you're faithful and humble where you are, God will say the exact same thing to you, um, well done, good and faithful servant, to the person that has ten times what you have in terms of those categories. Because what he's asking is not to go get more uh, of something he's not given you or to get out of your lane, um, but just to be faithful where you are with what he's given you. That's pretty amazing that he says the same thing. Um, it would be pretty discouraging if it was the reverse, right? If the first guy, he said, well done, good and faithful servant, and the next one he said, all pretty well done, <laughs> you know. But, you know, the other guy had ten and you had five. So that would be pretty discouraging. <laughs> the reality is, is that greatness in the kingdom is humble faithfulness. And that is different than the world. So, I mean, think about, think about it this way. Which would be easier, okay, this whole idea of what we're talking about? Let's say we all have to apply this, you know, like God obviously wants us to be humble and God wants us to be faithful, and we're using John the Baptist as an example. Imagine there's two people here. One person is um, uh, maybe like a millionaire who is really good looking and everything they do is like really, really easy for them and always succeeds and people praise them a lot. And the other person goes and is, let's see, um, pumps out uh, septic tanks for their job every day, and their boss is mean to them, and they're not the best-looking person. Which one is, you know, which one would it be easier to take what God said? It's like, God, where where you place me, I'm just going to obey you, I'm going to try and be a light, I'm going to point to you, and I'm going to trust you. I mean, it may... Maybe the guy who has the hard job, who everything doesn't come easy, but he's faithful where he is and he points where he's at, right? Um, we can't judge, you know, faithfulness and greatness in the kingdom just by looking, you know. But there can be greatness in many different places. Think about this idea in terms of the Bible, in terms of Jesus' parable, or um, it's not even a parable, it's a real story, when the woman puts in the two talents. Remember that? There's these guys putting in all this money and you know, apparently making a lot of noise. Um, somehow people are noticing how they're putting all this money and then this old older lady widow comes up and puts in two mites and Jesus looks at her and says, um, she put in more than all the others because she put in all she had. It's like, that's what... That, remember, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, right? So that's what's going on all the time in the world. We just don't usually get to see it because God's invisible. But here, Jesus is visible. God in the flesh manifested among us. And what is he doing? He's seeing uh, humble faithfulness where people are, and he's acknowledging it and praising it. And that's what God is doing right now in the world, too. I mean, we can't see it, but God is looking down. He's pleased with people who are doing what he's asked them to do right where they are, whether they've been given a lot or given a little. And he, and he's pleased. Praise the Lord for that. And it might be pe- the people that are least noticed that are really, just like the widow, um, being faithful and being humble where they're at. And so we can aspire to that, all of us. I mean, when we get to the kingdom of heaven, you know, it says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. I would not be surprised at all if... If there's some, you know, septic tank pumper who is at the, you know, first, because that'd be hard. Um, there's a lot of hard jobs. There's a lot of people that 
um, are faithful and it's hard and then it just stays hard and they continue on and they press on their whole life through the difficulty, difficult trials, uh, whether that's personal family situations, whether that's with your job, whether that's with, um, you know, reaching out. Like we talked about last week, the guy in India uh, who worked 40 years and didn't see a single convert. That's a lot of faithfulness to just keep pressing on and praying and serving and you don't see fruit. But he did. And that humble faithfulness means a lot to God. And that's what we want to aspire to. We don't want to get caught up in the world's definition of success and greatness to where we can't see humble faithfulness and appreciate it. Because it really is greatness later on here. Turn with me to John 3, which I think we're going to talk more about this. But just to, just to see this, you can really see this in John 3. Um, starting in verse 26. Just see these two things, uh, humble faithfulness here. John 3.26, And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive it, even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been set, sent before him. The one who is the bride has the bride as the bridegroom, and the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, I must decrease. See the faith, the humble faithfulness there. He sees that God is above him, and he's saying, I want people to go to Jesus. I want to point to him. I want people to leave me and follow him. And if that means I decrease and he increases, he's full of joy over that. Praise the Lord. And we can ask God to help us wherever we're at. God, would you give me that joy in just serving you and being faithful where I am to know that opportunities I have, I can point to you um, at home with the kids, at work, um, out and about, whatever I'm doing for you, wherever you've placed me, help me to do it as unto you, to do it for you, to know that you are the one that put me here and to trust you with my life, trust you with the results, and just rejoice in you when you get the glory. I think I'll leave it there for this time and we can talk more next time specifically about some about some more from that passage. Um, we can just ask the Lord to help us. We can ask the Lord to help us when we think of humility, to think of Godward humility. When we think of greatness, we think of faithfulness and to trust Him where we are, something to pray about, something to think about. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that you're in control and not us, and we wouldn't want uh, to be the ones running the world. Uh, we know that you know more than us. Would you give us humility? Would you help us to be like John? We want to decrease, and we want you to increase. Um, would you help us to be faithful where whatever you've given us to do? Thank you so much uh, for just faithful examples like Joni Erickson Tata just trusting you every day with her paralysis and, and all that. Um, thank you for her faithfulness day in and day out in that. Thank you for that widow that put those two mites in. Um, thank you for uh, George Bowen and in India serving there all those years. Um, thank you for just all the people here in this church uh, serving you in all these different ways um, throughout 
the week. Pray you'd help them every day uh, to do it as unto you and point to you um, in the things you've given them to do. We pray for this uh, girl um, that we talked about uh, in Lebanon. Just have mercy on her there. Thank you for her just trying to be faithful with what God has given her as a, even as a young teenager. Uh, pray that you'd protect her. Pray that she would be a light and that her family, some of them, could be saved. Uh, we pray for these uh, people in Nigeria, um, just all the Christians over there. Um, pray for the people who lost family members. Um, just have mercy on them. I pray you'd help them to be faithful in this difficult situation and just to serve you and to point to you in every way. Give them wisdom to know what's best to do. Um, we're looking to you, and we're asking for help. We're thankful that you love us and you died for us, Jesus, and we're uh, asking you to forgive us. Uh, would you please forgive us all the times that we did the opposite, where we um, we weren't humble, we weren't humble before you or before others. Please forgive us and help us moving forward. Look to you. Amen.